Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. This is Andy Gutierrez from StarWars.com, and you are listening to Coffee with Kenobi with Dan Z. This is the podcast you're looking for. This is Vanessa Marshall, Harrison Dula from Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Coffee with Kenobi. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Coffee with Kenobi, show number 363. We are your spoiler-free place for Star Wars discussion, analysis, and rhetoric. I'm your host, Dan Z, drinking One Nation coffee out of my Coffee with Kenobi coffee mug, the original logo with the orange and light blue from 2014. Thrilled to talk Star Wars with you today. We're going to talk about Star Wars Squadrons with special guests Andrew Harrison and Ross Halibin. So pull up a chair, grab your favorite coffee mug, and let's have some coffee with Kenobi. So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first. Joining me today for a cup of coffee are two Star Wars video game experts and just all-around great guys. First, we're going to bring in returning guest, Ross Halibin. Hey, Dan. How are you? I'm doing well, my friend. How about you? Everything is wonderful. We've got new video games. we got more books, more toys. Everything's coming out, including a really cool book on the 20th. Oh, really? You're talking about the lightsaber book? Yeah, or, or or something that you might have been involved with. Oh, very good. Yes, well, thank you for the plug. I appreciate that. Uh, hopefully, I put enough stamps on the check that's going to come your way. <laughs> we'll find out. Very good. Well, also joining us is first-time guest on Coffee with Kenobi, Andrew Harrison. Hey, Dan. Hey, Roz. Excited to be here, ready to talk about some video games and see uh, see how they hold up these days. Yes, indeed. So let's kind of set the stage. Star Wars Squadrons is the newest Star Wars video game to come out. The premise is essentially it's a space combat game. And of course, it's got a story mode. We've got dogfight mode. We've got different fleet battles. We've got a lot of stuff going on. But gentlemen, this is a first for me on Coffee with Kenobi. I am going to talk about something that I've not experienced, read, or played. I'm completely as my seven-year-old is suddenly saying a noob about this. <laughs> so I'm going to rely on the both of you. And here's your job tonight, Ross and Andrew. Your job is to convince me why I need to purchase this game and how it adds to Star Wars lore, which you know I'm a huge sucker about. So, Andrew, we're going to start with you as you are a first-time guest on Coffee with Kenobi. Sort of give us, uh, I guess, your history with Star Wars and video games. Sure. Uh I remember the first Star Wars video game I played uh, fittingly for tonight's discussion was uh, Star Wars X-Wing. Uh, the number of hours that I spent on my parents' computer playing Star Wars X-Wing is probably, uh, it'd probably be embarrassing if I had actually logged the amount of hours that I spent playing that game. Uh, and ever since then, I've made it my goal to basically play every single Star Wars game that has ever come out. Um, I'm a, a, a big Star Wars collector, and one of, one of my collecting focuses is um, Star Wars video games and video game-themed um, game paraphernalia. So action figures based on video game characters, uh, video game books, uh, all that kind of stuff as well. So that's kind of that's a brief history uh, of where I'm coming from on this. 
Very good. Well, so yeah, you're a big collector too, which is one of the many reasons why we have Ross on. Anytime you can have Ross on is a good thing. And Ross, you have you do such a good job curating your Instagram. When you posted a picture of yourself the day this released, wearing an X-Wing helmet, and that combined with, Andrew, I believe you started the thread in the CWK Cafe about Star Wars Squadron. So I literally pulled up that thread, saw what the two of you had said, and I thought about Ross's picture, and I realized, well, that's what we're going to talk about this week, because I'm going to have Andrew and Ross on to talk about it. So Ross, give us your background on Star Wars and video games in your life. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely a, definitely original trilogy uh, ilk. So, uh, I mean, it probably started with the Atari 2600 and those amazing graphics back in the day. Oh, for, yeah. uh, you know, at the very least, Return of the Jedi Death Star battle. Um, yes. You know, so whatever came out then and, you know, the, the amazing advances year over year until you get to, you know, a Mario Brothers and a Zelda. And then, you know, I probably disappeared from gaming for a while until Force Unleashed came out. Wow. And it was, you know, it, it was it was the story that always brings me back. And I think that's where, you know, I didn't own, I had an Xbox that, uh, was creatively acquired by someone that had broken into my house in Baltimore. Oh, no. <laughs> and, I, and I didn't replace it because I was just like, I don't have time to play this anyway right now. Um, but as as uh, Cal Kestis and his adventures came out with Jedi Fallen Order, I went and got a new Xbox because I was like, nope, I'm not missing this. So it was uh, kind of a rebirth a little bit recently, but it, it's something that I've always been involved in. Um, and followed closely. And then, it I mean, it even goes kind of deeper. Uh, the author, Daniel Pink, uh, definitely talks about in, in some of his books the importance of gaming, and especially for kids, to help problem solve and understand things. So I, that's fascinating to me as well. So like you, I and Andrew, you may be in the same boat, I, I go back to the Atari 2600 and, you know, that great The Empire Strikes Back game that really wasn't that great. You just basically keep flying into, like, this 8-bit. It was even 8-bit at the time, AT-AT, and you, you blast. There's no, you know, you know, tow cables or harpoons, and you just kind of go to town. But it, it was fun, and then we get to the paddles with the Return of the Jedi lightsaber. And it was just a lot of crazy stuff. And then, of course, the Star Wars video games and the arcades. Uh, with that was oh, yeah. kind of where the first dogfight really came into focus. So it's gone through a lot of iterations. We've had the the X Wing, X Wing versus Tie Fighter, the PC games, on and on. You mentioned the Force Unleashed and Cal Kestis and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and then we get this one. Now Star Wars Battlefront Two has been a big one at the Zero household. There've been a lot of iterations of this. So Andrew, I'm going to throw it back to you. What is the story? What is the premise here of Star Wars Squadrons? Well, it's uh, there's a very brief prologue um, right after uh, Alderaan. Um, the interesting thing with this game is it bounces back and forth between the two factions, Rebels and Imperials. Uh, so you kind of get both sides of the story, which has been interesting. Full disclosure, I have not completed the game yet, so I don't know the complete story uh, and how it full, uh, unfolds, so don't have to worry about spoilers or anything. Ah, very good. Um, but uh, um, it then quickly jumps to right after Return of the Jedi, uh, which is really interesting. It, it actually kind of folds into Alphabet Squadron um, Shadowfall. Um, there's that section in the book where Hera goes off and I'm pretty sure I, I don't have any substantial proof of this, but I have a very strong feeling that that's what this mission is um, because the book does talk about Vanguard squadron and that's the rebel squadron that you're, you're flying uh, with. So you, you take on uh, basically a, a new recruit um, in both the Imperial squadron and the, the rebel squadron uh, and uh, they're both battling each other throughout the game. And uh, the bouncing back and forth has been been really 
interesting because you get both sides of the story, which is something you don't often get in video games, especially Star Wars games. Well, and that's almost like a thing now with uh, the Netflix Karate Kid series, isn't it? Where you get the different perspectives. Right. That's kind of a neat little twist. Ross, uh, would you want to add anything to that? That was a really good description, and I like that it ties into some of the novels, and that is, of course, an important aspect of the recent Star Wars canonical turn. I don't know how recent it is anymore, but they all seem to connect and intertwine. And, and what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think Andrew did a great job summing that up. I, I think it goes, it can go even further with what they did with Alphabet, Alphabet Squadron and the comic books that went on, the TIE Fighter comic books that went along with it, where you were bouncing back and forth. So you have the, it, it's a limited five series run but you're getting the vantage point of the Imperials that are on the run and trying to figure out what's going on. So, I mean, there's ties into aftermath. There's ties. Uh, it, it's, it's just a wonderful Lucasfilm storytelling uh, smorgasbord of, Hey, we can do all of these things and we have so many ways to tell it right now. Um, and, and I think it's great that it allows a lot more diversity in characters. Um, so, it really isn't, you're not playing with any of the big name characters. These are all pilots that you don't really know and you're getting to choose who you're flying with and you know what ships you are flying. Um, but I, I think as, as Andrew discussed about kind of jumping back and forth from the good guys to the bad guys, I would have been a dead Imperial really quick. <laughs> <laughs> the tie fighters you and me are, both. are tough. Well, so I like my shields. Yeah, well, that's that's the big, that's the real twist, I guess, to this sort of thing. It's it's well known in Star Wars lore that Tie Fighters are known for their speed, and basically they are disposable, but they don't have shields. So that so that does come into play in the video game, if I understand you correctly, Andrew. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, uh, if. If you're familiar with the old X-Wing game, there's some um, very familiar gameplay aspects to it. Um, uh, in that game, you could, uh, when you're flying your X-Wing, you could boost your shields, you could boost your engines, you could boost your lasers. And you get to do the same thing here. But with the TIE Fighter, you're only boosting your engines and you're boosting your lasers. There's There, there are no shields. So it's... Uh, I will come right out and say that I am not good when I have to fly a TIE fighter. I am, I am very, very bad at flying TIE fighters because it's, it's a, a balancing act between um, maneuverability and speed. You, if you go really fast, you can't maneuver as well. So you have to then drop your speed in order to evade, but that allows the rebels to then catch up to you and hit you with more lasers I have found. So it's, yeah, it's definitely a, a balancing act and, and uh, there's a, a learning curve to it to be sure. So Ross, when you're and, and either of you, I guess can answer this, but Ross, we'll start with you when you're maneuvering the tie fighter. Now, am I correct that there are different ways to control this? You can buy, like, can you use virtual reality or something like that? Or is there a different way to, to control it? Yeah, you, you can. I, I definitely don't have the virtual reality uh, version, but you can do that. Um, you know, it is, and I've heard that that's pretty spectacular for the entire game uh, to do it that way. I, I'm definitely not uh, maybe as financially advanced to do that right now, but it is financially advanced. You know, <laughs> starting, starting the game, uh, starting the game in just the regular mode. And getting used to uh, one of the things that I do, I'm one of those people that even on a on my MacBook Pro, I do like the reverse swipes, and that's how I move the cursor and everything around. So people are like, "Doesn't that drive you nuts?" So as I got in the cockpit of this, and it was set to how like a, a laptop or a mouse would work, I was like, "Oh, all of this is backwards to me," and it was really frustrating. So I had to go in and change the settings so I could get to okay, up actually means down and down means up. And there are, and, and I think especially as you're going on the TIE fighter, you're going in and you're, you're getting alerts in the early section of 
turn left to change your your power into into this section of the ship uh you know press the right button to do this and it is it is learning the cockpit but that whole <laughs> thing's in your hands and with the buttons available and one is oh if you just tap this it does this if you hold this it does this and as i'm crashing into everything with my tie fighter i'm just like there, there's no tapping any of these things at this point i love that so andrew i i'm assuming you can relate to this absolutely uh yes the uh the learning curve is is pretty steep but the i feel like the the early levels of the game do a really good job of teaching you everything. In fact, I feel like the, the story mode is almost like a beefed up tutorial to get you ready for multiplayer, because that's what teaches you what all the buttons do, how to maneuver the TIE fighter. So you don't get supposedly shot as much as I do. Um, and uh, yeah, the, the controls, it, I mean, I am interested to know, um so ross are you just use are you, what are you playing on are you playing on playstation or uh xbox, xbox? one xbox that's right yeah so um you're just using a regular xbox controller i am okay because i i know you can also get actual flight sticks for the gaming systems and i'm really wondering if if that would be more intuitive than trying to use you know the the dual joysticks on a controller and all the different buttons that are at your disposal there yeah, but yeah, I mean, it I, is. It I'm is thinking that uh, Fisher Price little play thing that the kids use, you know, when, <laughs> when they when you sit your little kid in it and you have the wheel and the different levers and stuff. Like one of those would be great for me right now. Yeah, because I mean that's how um, when I played X Wing and Tie Fighter, that's how I got a joystick for the computer, and so that uh, trained me that yes up actually means down and down means up because uh, you pull back on the stick to go up and you push forward to go down. Um, so yeah, I had to do the same thing and invert those, those axes. It's so that's good to know that when you at first, when you said Ross, it was backwards. I thought, Oh geez, I'm going to have to sit backwards to fix this, but no, you can just change the settings. So here's a question. Uh, Star Wars squadrons. Well, EA's YouTube channel on, on the official website for Star Wars squadrons. There was a short that came out three weeks ago, and it was titled Star Wars Squadrons Hunted. It was about six minutes, 58 seconds long, and it basically took us through a dogfight where uh, an X-Wing pursued a tie uh, down to the surface of a planet. I'm not really sure what planet it was, but is this what you're playing? Is, is this the characters you're playing, or how does that, how, how does that fit into what you've been telling me? Um, I, I think it's... It, it gives you an idea of what's going there. I think you may have the opportunity to be that Imperial pilot. Um, and I actually have that website up. I just figured that would come up from starwars.com. Oh, um, it's, the, it's the Imperial dockyard. Yeah. Varsha is the Imperial dockyard. Yeah. Varsha gray. Yeah. Um, and it, it's just kind of interesting to see because it is, you know, it, it's not romanticized at all. It is, Gritty. Oh man, how am I, how am I going to survive this? Mm -hmm. And how do I get away? Okay, I just got a, in the short. You get away from the X-wing pilot right as you're crashing into the water, and then it's you know he's stuck on the edge. So it, it's not quite. I, I guess you get a little bit of that through the storytelling vantage point of the game, but I mean once you're in the cockpit, you know you're you're looking out through it, and it's. I mean, what was really cool is right at the beginning of the game, after they kind of guide you through some things, and Andrew talked about it being a tutorial a little bit, once you get through, I think, the first one or two checkpoints, you go into light speed. And it's just like they, they station you there, and you watch all the other ships go, and then you go. And, it, and the stars are coming at you, and it's just like, that's cool. That's awesome. That's why I'm playing the game. Yeah, feels very Star Wars for sure. Right. I love that. Well, I tell you what, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're going to revisit this conversation through the lens of the rebellion. This is Coffee with Kenobi. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. 
Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. This is Vanessa Marshall, and you're listening to Coffee with Kenobi. MEI and Mouse Fan Travel is your one-stop shop for your vacation needs and your plans to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, or the cruise lines. Travel looks much different now than it did a couple of months ago, and with the opening of Walt Disney World and soon, hopefully, the opening of Disneyland, you need a place to go where you can trust and they will help you figure out and navigate all the different circumstances and guidelines that Disney has put out for you. And I can say that we had our vacation modified and as soon as dates were announced, MEI contacted me directly to help me reschedule, which is exactly what I was hoping to do. So if you are interested in rescheduling your vacation or want to try to plan a Walt Disney World, Disneyland vacation or anywhere else you want to go on the planet, be sure to contact MEI and Mouse Fan Travel at www.coffeewithkenobi.com slash mousefantravel. Their signature service and expert advice will help you maximize your vacation time and dollar, and they will help you figure out all the different changes and modifications going on at the Disney theme parks. They are amazing, and I can tell you, honestly, from the bottom of my heart, the peace of mind that Becky Mencken and the crew at MEI and Mouse Fan Travel have given me is invaluable. If you're interested at all, again, go to www coffeewithkenobi.com slash mousefantravel. And now, let's see what's brewing in the Star Wars universe this week. Wait, this is interesting. You found something. I'm about to let everyone in on the secret. Before we continue our conversation with Ross and Andrew, Tom Gross is here to share the latest Star Wars news. Tom, how's it going? Oh, it's going great can't be better the weather is fantastic i love the fall so you know and we've got so many things to look forward to and some news tonight that brings some excitement as well by the and yes very 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 true all good points and by the way those of you who listen to cwk pour over and are members of the cwk alliance uh, i received uh, quite a few messages about people uh being tempted to try to take the spot of the cwk newsman because of the huck finn conversation <laughs> but but everyone has agreed that there's no one that could replace you, and I agree. Oh, well, that's very nice. And, of course, you know, I, I totally respect your uh, thoughts. I'm just trying to tease here so we get people to want to <laughs> hear what the heck I said about Huck Finn. It yes. would get you so worked up. My. But it's just a matter of difference. The unflappable Dan Z. What is it possible? <laughs> All right, what's going oh, on in the world of Star so Wars? fun. All right. Well, today on StarWars.com, uh, they released the crawl for the Star Wars High Republic. So let me read it to you and we can talk a little bit about this exciting news. Yes. It gives us some background on where what's going on in the galaxy during the time of the High Republic. So here it is. The galaxy is at peace, ruled by the glorious Republic and protected by the noble and wise Jedi Knights. As a symbol of all that is good, the Republic is about to launch Starlight Beacon into the far reaches of the Outer Rim. This new space station will serve as a ray of hope for all to see. But just as magnificent Renaissance spreads through the Republic, so does a frightening new adversary. Now the Guardians of Peace and Justice must face a threat to themselves, the galaxy, and the Force itself. What I like about this, I know it makes it feel very real having a crawl because we've sort of been under the impression that only the Skywalker saga is going to have a crawl. Now, naturally, all the comic books start with a crawl, but that has never really hit me yeah. in the same way. Because it's just, I mean, it's, it's fun, but it's just not the same thing. Mm -hmm. But this, 
gives it much more of an epic scope. And this is very much the direction we had always known that it was going to go. But having it in this style, in this format, and we've also been under the uh, impression that we're going to get a lot of news about some characters and things like that coming up very, very soon. So I tell you what, buddy, January can't get here soon enough as far as getting to read these books. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. I mean, this is a whole new chapter of the of a, a saga. I mean, it goes beyond the saga. And so, you know, some things I, I really love about this is, um, you know, this idea that the Jedi Knights are wise. You know, we're coming from an era in the sequel trilogy where the Jedi Knights are are have been portrayed as bad guys. And, and people of the galaxy believe that. And so here we're going... We're flip-flopping it to uh, this idea of that they are they are the knights of uh, in shining armor, I suppose. Um, especially when you look at the starlight beacon as sort of a symbolic um, message of hope. And you know what what are they looking to, and what are they, um, you know what what hope is it that they're reaching for in the outer rim at the, in this time period? So I you know and then and then they enter. So basically, it's a, it's a time of peace, but then. The last paragraph of this crawl definitely introduces a bit of conflict. You know, 200 years uh, prior to the events of uh, Force, uh, the, the Phantom Menace, and so there's there's a lot of time in there for things that you know there may be some. I, again, I I don't know. I don't know what to expect except I know that the art is magnificent. I know that the authors that they have put together in uh, with this project Luminous are top notch. You know, we're familiar with a lot of them because they a lot of them are young adult authors or some crossover adult young adult authors. So you know, Justina Ireland and uh, uh, Claudia Gray and Charles uh, Soule and Kevin Scott. I mean, these these are the best and the brightest. Yep. And I just have no doubt that these are going to be magnificent stories. And this is also going to give us a when he said when Obi Wan says, "For a thousand generations, the Jedi Knights are the guardians of peace and justice in the old Republic." Well, this is it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's called the New Republic, but this is where the Jedi legacy and lore is is being fermented, and I love that. Yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be great, and and this I, I I you know, and this is just true Star Wars Lucasfilm fashion, where they just kind of trickle out little bits and pieces here and there, and you know we got the covers, and then we got some character sketches, and uh, and and now we get this crawl, and I just I look forward to the next two months, three months, I suppose, um, to continue this slow drip of just tantalizing <laughs> teasers to get us just all fired up for it. Cause I'll tell you what, I, I, I am, I am pumped for this and, Oh, I just can't wait. And I love the fact that a lot of it is young adult literature. So, you know, I'll be putting that into my library, uh, not my library, our, our students library. And, uh, and we're just going to be loving every bit of it. I love it. I love it. What else is going on? So what well, we're going to stick in uh, the same type of news where we turn pages and uh, StarWars.com this week released um, some images of the new Star Wars Leia Princess of Alderaan manga book. Um, this this looks fantastic. And I know we'll talk, you'll give us a little bit about the uh, the story of Princess of Alderaan. I know you've talked about it. And in fact, I think you, didn't you do a book uh, a book series on that on yeah. the show? For about a few months, we we went through a, a certain, like, I don't know, 20, 30 pages a week and, and went through it. Yeah, it was a wonderful book. I love it. It's, um, plus Claudia Gray writing Leia is about as good as it gets anyway, but it very much is the formation of her before she... Uh, learns about the rebellion, and as she slowly starts to discover that her her mother and father are up to something to help to separate from the empire, and it shows her early history with Grandma Tarkin. It is a tremendous, tremendous book. I can't recommend it highly enough. I I knew that you loved this story, so when I saw that it was coming out in manga version, I was super excited about this because you know I love graphic novels, and I'm not. I, so I'm not a big avid manga reader, but there are several mangas that I have read, and and there's something just a little different about the artwork um, that I think is magnificent and beautiful. And looking on StarWars.com at these images um, and the pages, and they've got some color images um, of Leia with uh, her appears to be a protocol droid, handmaiden kind of protocol droid, and then you get some black and white images that appear to be flashbacks and just some magnificent, magnificent art in this uh, book. 
and I just can't wait uh, uh, to read this because I've not read Princess of Alderaan. And I'm looking at this one page, uh, Dan, and you can confirm for me. Is there indeed a sword as such in the story? Yes, it doesn't play a huge role. It's more symbolic, but there's really nothing quite so spectacular as that cover. That cover with her taking that oh. sword, very uh, King Arthur-esque, and she looks beautiful in the way her hair is done. And Oh, man. I mean, when I saw that image, I thought, this is about the coolest Star Wars picture I'm ever going to see in my life. It's that good. Yeah, on this page 18, um, uh, it's the fourth page down on the StarWars.com preview. The image with her in the center of the page walking away and her the way her dress is flowing behind it is just, it looks like it moves almost as you're just reading through the page. It's its great. Uh, the art on this um, appears to, I looked, I saw who it was, um, Haruchi. Um, art and adaptation looks, it just looks fantastic. And I, this is another one that I'm really looking forward to, uh, when it comes out, um, soon, uh, by the end of this month, um, this will be out. And, uh, and this is another one that is a definite in my book, uh, no pun intended, or maybe it was in my book. This is a definite must have. I couldn't agree more. I could not agree more. There's a lot of good Star Wars books coming out in the month of October for sure. There are. I'm aware of another one uh, that comes out just seven days before this. Yeah. <laughs> this one. Uh, would you like to do a, a self-preview of that? I know you've talked about it on the show, but hey, we're getting closer. Is there anything else you can tell us about uh, your book? Well, at the time of this recording, we're 13 days away from release. I know it started going out to people who are going to review it. And I know it's already been published in the UK. And I think that is mm. so exciting. But if you go on Amazon.com, there's an extensive preview of it on the actual, you know, place where you can buy and pre-order this book. But it's got a lot of the full graphics, and uh, it's it's a very, very special thing to be able to see this thing like this. And I'm still waiting for the All Clear to be able to say things about it, so I'm, I'm not we're not quite there yet, but boy, are we close. And Coffee with Kenobi is going to have some really great stuff to help promote this book. Uh, I'm very excited about it. I can't wait for people to read it. It's it's so surreal to me to be a Star Wars author. And I'm hoping, and I, I think we can make this happen. I think besides the other stuff I plan, I think it'd be fun if you and I and Corey sat down and we just all talked about the book when I can say whatever I, whenever, whatever I want. Oh my goodness, that would be fantastic. And I got to get, so I can give a little insight into uh, folks um, because I, I, not only as a fan of Star Wars, am I excited for this book, whether I knew the author or not, of course, this is the kind of book, you know, DK puts out a great product and, uh, and all of those books are so popular um, with, uh, with our students and with kids because of just the, the nature um, of a DK book is, is so visual, but, um, but, being in that, I get to see the, one of the authors of this book on a daily basis. I just want to let everyone know that if you've ever seen, uh, if you've never seen anyone um, that appears to be walking on clouds, um, <laughs> I see that every day. I see that every day. Every morning, you come around the corner, you walk down that ramp, and I swear, you are light on your feet, my friend. Well, I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> I just got invited to a Halloween party, that's why, because I'm Charlie Brown. That's, oh, that's okay, how I feel. okay, that's yes. it. Well... <laughs> I've been attributing it to a book coming out soon. No, it is. It, I can't wait. And I got to actually see, I have seen the book. I've held it in my hand and it's oh. very special. I, I can't wait to talk about that. It's very, very exciting. Oh my goodness. Well, that is fantastic. And so, yes, indeed, to follow up on your comment, there is lots of great literature coming out, uh, whether it's October 20th, October 27th, or January, there's some fantastic Star Wars content coming out. Hey, let's move into the uh, world of toys. In particular, the Hasbro HasLab Razor Crest. I know people have been watching this since it's been released. And the more backers it gets, the more items get released along the way. And so uh, with uh, in just 12 days, uh, the Hasbro HasLab Razor Crest has reached another stage. It has met 10,000 backers. And so now the child with Pram now is... Pram, is that the little thingy that he's floating in? Yes. Okay. That is now unlocked and is going to become part of this uh, this magnificent piece that they're releasing. It's insane. I mean, this thing has gotten past three different sets of goals uh, so much more quickly than the the Jedi, Jabba's sail barge did a couple of <laughs> years ago. 
and it continues to stun us. I mean, and I and I guess this Friday we're going to have uh, Hasbro is on their YouTube channel is going to have uh, we're going to actually get to see the model in person and get some more behind the scenes stuff of it, and it's great. And I'm I'm hoping that these 33 days go by quickly, so I'm not tempted to buy it because I'm so tempted to pull the trigger and purchase <laughs> this thing, but. It's so big and beautiful. I'm just not sure where I would put it in my studio because that's sort of my new guideline now. Do I? What do I? If I was going to get something, what would I pack up and and, into storage because it wouldn't be on display anymore? So I'm just not sure. But I mean, this thing really is absolutely gorgeous. Comes with now, besides the Razor Crest, the Escape Pod, and three and three quarter inch of the Mandalorian and of the Child too. The only way you can get the Child in this fashion, amazing, absolutely amazing. Yeah, I'm just looking at some of this, uh, the statistics here. Their goal was six six thousand backers, and uh, and they reached that in 27 hours. Yes. This this item is priced at three hundred forty nine dollars and ninety nine cents, and I'm not saying it in that manner t- because I don't think it's. Wor- I mean, this is a magnificent piece. I mean, it, it is going to be the 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 gem of a of someone's collection, but the reason I say it at that because now we're Ten thousand backers on this—that is phenomenal. There's still 33 days left, <laughs> yeah, to support this and get. Oh my goodness, this is so cool. I just hope that I, I know somebody who gets one so I can lay my eyes on it at some point and just get to get to just soak it all in. But that's cool. We will definitely tune in uh, to check out the uh, what they've got to uh, show off on this. So a lot of fun, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Can't wait to, I can't wait to actually, like you said, find out or, or chat with someone who will actually get to see this thing in person. Going to be so much fun, just like it's always fun having the latest Star Wars news doled out to us by the likes of Mr. Tom Gross. Tom, thanks again so much for sharing with us the latest Star Wars news. Oh, absolutely. We are back, and Ross, we've, we, you both, both you and Andrew have done a wonderful job of explaining what it's like to fly a TIE fighter and the joy of not having any shields, but the speed of maneuverability. Uh, I get, we're going to talk about the X-Wing, but before I jump into that, I joked earlier that my son said I was a noob, and uh, <laughs> for some video games, I certainly am. I feel like I reached a point in my life years ago where I suddenly thought, wait, I'm not good at these anymore. What is happening to me? But, you know, it ended up having a happy ending. I kind of got the swing of things again. But if you are new to gaming or, or certainly piloting, I'm, historically I've never been much of a, of a guy into piloting games. How is this for someone who is sort of new to this arena? Come in being patient. Uh, come in for the story and enjoy that ride. And there are practice levels for it. So you can... You can go. You can go straight into the story. You can go to the missions, this and that. But almost like EA does for Madden, when they're teaching you how to, you know, connect with your wide receiver downfield. Sure. You need to get down those intricacies. So there is a way where, you know, they drop you off in this. You drop out of the hangar, and there's there's five ties that you have to take care of, or you can go against, you know five interceptors and one tie bomber like they they mix it up with different ways and you get the opportunity to try the four different republic ships that you have there um and i tried different i i loved the y-wing it was it was a little bit it was kind of like me it was like bigger and slower but it had a little bit more power behind it so nice that's that's where i felt kind of comfortable um and it was slow enough where I was like, oh, I can get this right now. This is this is good. At first, they're going to say that the Y-Wing was friendly and cuddly, because that would be a good description of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I try to do that as well. You know, it's, a, it's, it's, it's the hairless Wookiee that I am. There you go. Andrew, do you agree? Is this, if you are somewhat new to piloting, that it's got a nice learning curve to it? Yes. Uh, like Ross was saying, just be patient with, with yourself. You'll get it. It might just take a little bit of time. Um, uh, especially because they, they, if you're just going to dive into the story, you know, you, you start off with the standard X-Wing and TIE fighters, and those are good ones to start with because they're kind of the middle of the road. They aren't 
incredibly fast, uh, but they also aren't uh, incredibly powerful, right? You've got the B-Wing bombers and the TIE bombers that are going to do a lot of heavy damage. You've got the A-Wings and the interceptors that are really, really fast. Uh, and you've got the support ships, which um, are really interesting to play um where you're going around and you're just kind of you're uh using ion cannons to stun the enemy so that the rest of your squad can destroy them and you're going around and you're repairing your your uh your wingmates uh and giving them uh more supplies to to use um so it, it's to to start off with with those middle grade ships is really good. I found that I uh, I tend to, to like the faster ships for some reason, which requires me to have more patience because I end up crashing into a lot of things a lot more. Uh, but I like to be able to, I'm, I'm impatient with uh, getting where I need to go. And so I want those faster ships so that I can keep up with the, uh, with anything on the, the other side. Sure. Faster, more intense, as they say. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's very good. All right, so Ross, tell me about what it's like to to tackle this game, Star Wars Squadrons, but from the perspective of the Rebellion or the New Republic. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, you know what? We just won Endor. We're supposed to be celebrating, right? Yeah. But there, there's a there's a lot out there. Um, and there are, you know, and, and I love what, I love what Freed does with the books, you know, and, and what you... I'm better at the game already because I read the Alphabet Squadron books, at least in my mind, like subconsciously. I'm like, okay, this makes sense. This is what Chas would be doing. This is what Will would be doing. And some of the, some of the things that Andrew talked about in terms of, you know, this ship is, is supposed to disable the other one so another one can come in and shoot. So it really is that teamwork, and I haven't played any of the any of the group multiplayer versions yet. I've only played solo, so that's fascinating to me as well. Like if if you can get into that kind of community play a little bit more, um, but it, it's just super cool. And then knowing, you know, I haven't gotten terribly far through the game yet, but knowing just seeing the cast that's involved, and you know, I, I think Andrew touched on it a little bit, but I'm such a big Vanessa Marshall fan that, that seeing her having a credit on here and knowing that, you know, probably my favorite pilot in the galaxy is showing up as I earn the opportunity. That's super cool. I love that. I think that's great. And Andrew, anything you wanted to add about the rebels and um, the uh, pilots from that, from the good guys? Uh, well, Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Well, uh, I will say that the I haven't done any of the multiplayer either, but I did do some of the um, where you get to do the, the multiplayer maps, but against artificial intelligence um, just to see what it's like. And it definitely is. Each ship has a very specific role in those missions um, and you need to adhere to that role or your squad will not make it. Uh, so yeah, it definitely has a alphabet squadron vibe because you aren't just a squad of X wings. You're not just a squad of a wings. You've got a mishmash of those, including the U wing, which, uh, is the support ship. Sure. Um, and yet there's even a, a cameo by a, a very famous rebel pilot that, uh, we see very briefly in the rise of Skywalker and it's oh. actually uh, voiced by that actor, which was a no very happy surprise. I wouldn't have expected yeah, that. I, I'd love seeing that as well. Well, that's cool. I didn't know that this is, are these considered spoilers or is it just kind of stuff that's in the credits or in the game itself? It's, it's out there now. 
so like I, you know, IMDb has them listed. Um, a, a certain good friend of CWK who goes by JAT is also a voice actor in it. That's, so that's right. That's very cool as well. Playing a Trandosian. Yeah. So, and, and it's just, I mean, it's cool because there's new voices and, and not knowing, you know, how this is going to grow, you know, or I'm, I'm always interested to see are any of these characters going to come to life on Disney plus or any of them going to come, whether it's animation, whether it's actual, you know, live action, anything like that. And it, you know, Disney and Lucasfilm are casting such a wide net right now to get those different voices. And, and again, that kind of inclusion and diversity um, that the Star Wars universe really can offer, which I think is super cool. And we need content, don't we? I mean, we there's not going to be any movies for who knows how long. So adding more to the lore is always a great thing. Andrew, and we've mentioned a few times that suddenly you'll switch perspectives where you're suddenly fighting for the the light side versus the dark side, even though we're not really talking about the force here. So is that jarring or does it seem sort of like an organic place? Hey, it's time to fly a tie now. Oh, hey, it's time to fly an X-Wing. It's very organic. Uh, the The way they do it, it's um, there's a like a briefing section between each mission. So, uh, you know, you start off and you're in the hangar of your uh, capital ship and there's a couple of squad mates around you that you can talk to just to get a little bit of their backstory, which is cool. Uh, and then you go into the briefing room and you get the briefing uh, and then you go and you fly the mission. And then once that mission's over, if it is something that then switches to the other faction, that previous mission leads right into the story that they're telling on the other side. So let's say you've got a mission where you have to destroy a, uh, a platform, right? So you go out and you destroy the platform and then there's a little cutscene, and then you switch sides and you're hearing about the surprise of that attack and how you need to do better the next time. Uh, when uh, an ambush happens, that kind of thing. So it's very fluid when it goes from one to the other. That's cool. Ross, have you had, do you have, while you're doing these back and forth, do you ever find yourself thinking, oh, I really enjoyed, I'd like to be in that tie cockpit a little bit longer, or does it, or does it feel like this is a nice natural place to transition? Um, I, I think it is, like, again, like, I, I am not the tie pilot. I don't want to be one of the bad guys. I'm one of the, I'd be a loner or a rebel. Like that's, uh, (laughs) that's how that would go. Yes. Um, But it's definitely, it it forces you to be on your toes. And I love that part of it where that lack of predictability, where right when you're just like, Oh, I've got this X wing down or I've got this Y wing down. And it's like, Oh, welcome to a tie. Now you've got to fight those ships that, that you liked flying better. So it's uh, it's that really cool challenge that's there as well. And it, it it's such a great, I guess, old fashioned video game way. I don't, I don't know if you guys played, uh, I want to say it was Nintendo hockey when you could choose either the little skinny fast guy. Oh yeah. 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 That is Nintendo the middle hockey. guy yep. or the fat guy that had the, the really strong slap shot uh-huh. that these ships are right now. It's just, you know, ten light years ahead of time. So it, it's kind of that same concept of, okay, here's what I can accomplish flying this versus that. What a great blast from the past, that hockey game. Oh man. Oh, that was awesome. I love that. I love that. <laughs> so I'm Andrew. I'm, I've seen a little bit online. Of course I don't dabble into, uh, negativity and stuff like that, but you can't help but see some of the criticisms or that uh, some people are saying the story is too short or the game is too too short. Are you, are you noticing that? Uh, yes. And I, I just started to get that feel when I was playing earlier today. And um, I don't know, I'm probably, I don't know, seven missions in maybe. And there was mention of our final objective is um at hand or something like that so i went out and i looked and there is only like 12 missions i think uh in the game so the story is definitely short um 
it's one of those things where I think it's come for the story, stay for the multiplayer. Uh, one of those situations. The flip side, though, is you look at the price. It's it's only forty dollars, which is pretty cheap for video games these days. Oh yeah. Uh, so I think you know the story is short, but it's a good story. It's a lot of fun, as far as I can tell so far. Um, but just be prepared that it might be over kind of quick. It, it kind of reminds me of uh, Battlefront Two and the uh, oh, story. Sure that they have in, in that game where it's pretty short. You come for that story, but then you stick around for all the multiplayer matches afterwards. And that that's the bread and butter of Battlefront to me. I mean, Iden Verzio's story is, is great fun and fascinating, but yes, that's that's cool. Ross, do we have any characters level of Iden Verzio in this, or is it just more just sort of for the, the grandeur and the excitement of being able to fly these amazing machines? Um, I mean, you get some of the character component in there like i like i said like there are some big name actors that are involved in here so you get a little bit of that i don't know that it is it's not the same follow along that Aiden was um but i think there are good parts of that as well where you're getting um you're getting different vantage points you're you're hopping back and forth you know hearing the the imperial approach versus the rebel approach and, you know, it, it's very natural and authentic in the storytelling that way. Um, so I, I think that's solid, even if we don't have an Iden Versio to, to kind of follow the entire way through. Sure. Yeah, I think the, the, the story itself isn't as, um, I'll say, compelling as the Battlefront 2 type of story is, um, mm-hmm. or the Jedi Fallen Order, because, and I think that comes from the fact that you are playing an unnamed character. So it's not really your story that they're telling. They're kind of showing you the story of these other characters through your vantage point, which is interesting, but it also kind of limits what they can do from a story standpoint. Right. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. And uh, real quickly, I, I want to point out that it's class-based, and there's four different Starfighter classes that players get to choose from. You've got Fighters, which is a tie for the Empire or the X-Wing for the Republic. You've got the Interceptor, which is, of course, the TIE Interceptor or the A-Wing. And those are, of course, the, the faster ones. The Bomber, the TIE Bomber, and the Y-Wing. And then the Support are known as the TIE Reaper and the U-Wing. As, as we're sort of closing down, gentlemen, Ross... Do you have a favorite? Uh, I know you mentioned enjoying the Y-Wing. Are there any other of these ships that you like flying? Um, the TIE Bomber, better than the TIE Fighter on, on the other side. Um, slower? Probably, again, I'm just because it's a little bit bulkier and mm-hmm. you know more my speed, at least to as I get my, uh, my feet wet, or I, I don't even know what the terminology for feet wet in space would be. Um, but working towards that but yeah definitely definitely the y-wing on the on the good guy side and and okay that makes sense and then you prefer the tie bomber on the the empire side correct all right what about you andrew uh definitely i've always been a fan of the a-wing um i just like the the sleek look of it um so that's my go-to on the rebel side on the imperial side um you might think I would go for the interceptor because it's the comparable ship to the A-wing, but I actually prefer the TIE fighter. I feel it's a little bit more versatile mm-hmm. uh, and can do a little bit more of everything that you need. That's cool. Well, hmm, I, I must admit, I'm certainly intrigued. The, the lower price point certainly helps. And I kind of like that while it may be um, a quicker game to get through, I sort of like that because then it's more digestible. I have less time uh, to play. It's not as much as I would like to because of other obligations in different places. So knowing that I could conceivably meet all of the challenges and then still enjoy the multiplayer mode is appealing. Are Do you have to compete or complete certain mission, missions to do the multiplayer or is that just sort of already there for you? I think you can just dive right into uh, multiplayer to some degree. Uh, I think you have to first do, there's a little um, tutorial 
to teach you kind of the the basics of how the multiplayer missions are laid out. You know, there's different waves. You have to do the the fighters and then the smaller, you know, capital ships and then the big um, capital ship at the end just to kind of teach you how to do that and how to get, um, you know, how to get back to the hangar to swap ships and that kind of stuff. Um, but once you've done that, you can go right into to multiplayer. Um, and and as you, you do the multiplayer, that's where you get the, the points that allow you to buy little tchotchkes for your cockpit, like little, you can get bobbleheads and stuff to put in your oh, cockpit. That's cool. Um, to customize your your view, which is kind of cool. I love that. Now, uh, Ross, you mentioned your Xbox, right? Mm, yep. What's what's your game tag if people want to play against you? Um, I am. It's actually Zor, Z S O R, underscore, Nobello. N-O-B-E-L-L-O-H. Interesting. And, and this is, we have on our CWK Cafe, which is, I mentioned at the top of the show, so I knew to invite these two burgeoning pilots uh, to the show tonight. Uh, make sure that you guys post your game tags on there so Ross and Andrew can play with against you or with you. And Andrew, are you Xbox also? Uh, I'm actually on PlayStation. Okay. And, what's and uh, my gamer tag is Skeddy, so it's uh, spaghetti without the puh, S-G-H-E-T-T-I. I love that. Well, when and if I do get this game, my game tag is Danzy CWK. How about that? Yeah, that, That's good branding right there. Yeah. <laughs> Easy for me to remember, too. <laughs> <laughs> I the thing it. with this game is it does allow you to do um, cross-platform play as well wow i did um, not know that's big yeah through the ea play um you have to have an ea play account um which is free to to sign up um and then that's how it does the linking that is really good to know i did i was not aware of that ross were you yeah i i didn't know either i you know just because i haven't thought of playstation for so long that sure it just, that that's what a great idea that's cool. See, so you two can, after the call, you guys can compete against each other. That'll be nice. <laughs> Bring it on, Ross. I love yeah, it. Not the TIE fighter. <laughs> Very cool. Well, You're it. Gentlemen, thank you both so much for being on Coffee with Kenobi and talking about Star Wars Squadrons. You've certainly given me a lot of food for thought, and undoubtedly our listeners who are on the fence will be more compelled to do so because of what you both added to the story. So I thank you for that. Listening to Coffee with Kenobi, you are with Dan Z, the podcast you're looking for. This is. <laughs> That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to have a cup of coffee with me and for helping to spread the word about our Star Wars family we've got here at Coffee with Kenobi. Be sure to tune in Monday nights at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live at www.coffeewithkenobi.com slash live or www.facebook.com slash coffeewithkenobi and have a cup of coffee, tea, or any beverage of your choosing with me as we continue the conversation. To join us in the CWK Cafe, which is our Facebook group, and share your Star Wars thoughts, comments, reviews, and opinions in a family-friendly, spoiler-free place that is also drama-free, go to www.coffeewithkenobi.com slash community and be part of the conversation, talk about this week's show, or just talk about some Star Wars. It is a lot of fun and you'll make some new friends as well as catch up with longtime friends along the way. I also want to thank all of the new and longtime members of the CWK Alliance and let you know how much I appreciate your help and encouragement. A big thank you to our CWK Alliance members, Mary Perdue, Terrence King, Smooth Rivera, Dan Caperso, Aaron, Jim Tallman, J.C. Poe, Ed Kimoto, Greg McLaughlin, Robert Avila, Dustin Mills, Yancey Evans, Chelsea Sansbury, Connie Shee, Tyler Pampa, Hannah, Alex Procasio, Ian Thompson, David Nicely, Simbot Deptodarian, Christine Turk, Kurt McKellen, Ross Halibin, Dan Ream, Colby Mead, Alexander Moylan, Frank Mulder, Blake Weaver, Jim Capron, Chris Metz, 
LJ Souter, Aaron Harris, Chris Gavarka, Jeff Ellis, Daz Davies, Susan Gray, Leah Selby, Christian Dale, Brian McKinney, Jason Hall, Jared Cantor, Eric Struthers, Mark Suter, Angela Sauce, and Dennis Keithley. If you want to join the CWK Alliance, be sure to go to www.coffeewithkenobi.com slash CWK Alliance and sign up today. Not only will you help out Coffee with Kenobi, but you also get access to CWK Pourer, the exclusive weekly podcast not heard anywhere else. It's a great way to support and help out the show, and 10% of your monthly contributions go directly to the St. Jude Children's Hospital to support the incredibly important work they are doing to help these brave children and their families. Plus, contributors at the CWK All-Star level can watch a video podcast of CWK Pour Over, hosted by me, Tom Gross, and Corey Club. Feel free to reach out if you have any questions. In addition to being part of the community on Facebook, please don't forget to visit our website at www.coffeewithkenobi.com for Star Wars news, announcements, reviews, live video, and so much more. If you have a question for me or just want to share your thoughts on the air, please feel free to reach out to me at danz at coffeewithkenobi.com and I'll share them on the show. You can also connect with me on Twitter at Mr. M-R-Z-E-H-R. There are also a lot of ways to connect with me and Coffee with Kenobi on social media. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com slash coffeewithkenobi and check us out on Pinterest. You can find me twice a month on the podcast Looking at Lucasfilm, part of the Jim Hill Media Podcast Network, and you can find my writing on CWK's website, as well as StarWars.com, where I'm an official blogger there, as well as on IGN, where I contribute articles on Star Wars, as well as other popular culture topics. And if you're considering starting a podcast or a blog, let me know how I can help you get started and help you make your creative vision a reality. Be sure to check out danzymedia.com where we can get the process started. I'm also available to come to your school, conference, business, or organization to talk about how to tap into your strengths and help you bring out your very best. You can take that first step into a larger world. Thanks as always to our CWK sponsors, especially MEI and Mouse Fan Travel, our travel partner and your one-stop shop for all things Walt Disney World, Disneyland, the Disney Cruise Lines, or anywhere on the planet. Please go to www.coffeewithkenobi.com slash mousefantravel to book your magical vacation and help support Coffee with Kenobi in the process. And don't forget to pre-order my brand new book that I wrote alongside Pablo Hidalgo and Cole Horton, The Star Wars Book, published by DK. Be sure to pre-order your copy of The Star Wars Book today. I can't wait to share it with each and every one of you. If you like the show, please tweet out that you're listening, share it on Facebook, or invite your friends and family to tune in and share a cup of coffee with us. And if the Force is especially with you, please take a couple of minutes to rate and review the show on iTunes or Google Podcasts. Every review makes a huge difference and helps to spread the word. Go to iTunes and search Coffee with Kenobi and you'll see the show there. My circle of friends has grown so much because of this podcast and each and every one of you, and it means so much to me that we have such a wonderful Star Wars community. Thank you all so much for all you do. Andrew, please let everybody know where they can reach out to you if they want to ask you a question or say hello and let us know what you've got going on in your world. Sure. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter at uh, Skeddy79 and S-G-H-E-T-T-I-7-9. Uh, and uh, if you um, look up SW Action News, that's Star Wars Action News, I'm occasionally a guest on there doing various things, um, unboxing videos of hot toys. Uh, I do some occasional quick builds of uh, Lego sets that I get. Um, so if you're interested in collecting and stuff, check that out. I love it. And I may have to pick your brain about the proper angle to do these Lego builds because Mason and I did one and it was a blast, but whew, it was an exercise in futility for me, I would say. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of that, Ross is certainly no slouch to video. He, of course, did the video for us for Indiana Comic Con and has done so many wonderful things for Coffee with Kenobi over the years. Ross, where can people Reach out to you, continue the conversation, and let us know where your great work is these days. Uh, Twitter, at Ross Holoban, all one word, R-O-S-S-H-O-L-L-E-B-O-N. And Instagram, my more Star Wars account is Indie, all one word. Um, so those are going on there, and I uh, just this week had a book review of Thrawn Ascendancy, Chaos Rising, uh, posted on Fantatracks. So that is my most recent uh, piece there with, with Mark letting me uh, contribute to, 
to the good guys over in the UK. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, well, it's great site, great people, and it, I love it, man. Yeah, I mean, you are a wonderful addition to the staff for sure. Thank you so much, man. Thanks, thanks so much for having me. This was this was fun, and Andrew, hearing your expertise, I'm sure you you will uh, blow me out of the sky very soon. Uh, don't hold your breath on that. I crash a lot. That's how I that's how I take care of my enemies. I just crash into them. <laughs> Noted. This podcast is not endorsed by the Walt Disney Company or Lucasfilm Limited. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. The official Star Wars website can be found at www.starwars.com. Star Wars, all names, sounds, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Disney and their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of Coffee with Kenobi unless otherwise indicated. This is the podcast you're looking for. There's no one here. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.